Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. And welcome to episode 105 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. If you're new to the Love Food Podcast, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Today, we have a letter from a listener who has had quite a journey with food without even realizing it. She was experiencing food in a way that she thought was pretty straightforward. Eat this, not that, and it helped her train better for her sport. But there's a big but because once we dig a little deeper and we keep on going with these diet rules, they aren't simple or easy forever. Eventually, the shit hits the fan, and I think that's what's happening right now with this letter writer, and I'm excited to speak with Robin Goldberg. She's a dietitian out of California, and she's going to give us some insight and some pointers for this letter writer and anyone listening who can appreciate, you know, it may be easier to follow a diet like eat this, not that, but really when it comes down to it, 
it's so much more complicated. And food is not meant to be so rigid and full of rules. It's meant to connect us and help us experience joy and newsflash, always also be pleasurable. It's supposed to be pleasurable. Before we get to this episode's letter, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace course. Enrollment has closed for right now for my course, but it will open again soon. So what is the PCOS and Food Peace course? Well, this is a system that I have put together after working with hundreds of women with PCOS who are done with dieting because we know diets don't work and they definitely don't work with PCOS either. I think they actually make you sicker. And if you are looking for a new way to experience food and to move away from diets with PCOS, I want to help. Go to PCOSandFoodPeace.com. You will get connected to a resource, my first three steps to moving away from diets with PCOS. And you also will get on the wait list because enrollment will open again real soon. If you enjoy the Love Food Podcast, would you be willing to leave me a rating or review? I would be so appreciative. It's a really small thing that you can, you can do that really helps the show grow. The way you can do it is just get on your iTunes app and scroll down as, after you connect with my show, and it'll show you a way to leave a rating or review right there. You can also click on the show notes and the second paragraph down, there's a link for you to leave a rating or review in just seconds. And it sounds really silly, but by doing this really simple thing, it helps more people find the show. And I want everyone to feel at home in their own skin today. All right, enough of that. Let's get to this episode's letter. Dear food, you and I, me and you, I don't even know where to begin. I thought we had a great relationship. My healthy eating kick started back in 2011. I was a year postpartum after our fourth and final baby. Finally, getting back into shape, and I had the discipline to just stop eating the things I deemed healthy. You know, X, Y, Z. It was so easy for me. And my body adapted well. I lost the baby weight I desired and then some. I was getting in the best shape of my life. I was on a new fitness journey too. I picked up running. I was running a lot and I discovered I was really good at it. And then I decided to start feeling my body in an even better way. I began focusing exclusively on protein, fats, fruits, and vegetables. Of course, I didn't come up with this on my own. I wanted to clean up my plate a bit, so I started following an X-inspired diet. It actually started really good for me. It helped me make better choices of you food, and I had so much support from those around me. I wonder now, though, food, did those choices lead to all my injuries? Remember the stress factor in my foot? It wasn't a big deal. It actually helped me find a new sport. Oh, and the stress fracture in my hip? <laughs> I never blamed you food. It couldn't have been because I cut out X, right? After a few more, my injuries finally simmered down a bit food. We were doing pretty good together, weren't we? I was getting faster in my training and in my racing. I remember thinking how good we had it. In 2016, I started a new strength program and I decided I would try to lean out a bit more. So I decided once again to change things up a bit. For a few weeks, I only ate X, Y, and Z. Still none of this, still none of that. I also cut out this. 
I thought the simpler, the better food. Remember? I bet I could count on two hands the variety of you that I would eat. Food, this is when you started your hold on me. But I never saw it. It wasn't obvious to me. Then I was becoming a prisoner to you. Because things appeared to be so good. I was excelling as a triathlete. I was stronger, faster, and winning races. And from the outside, people just thought I was super disciplined. I never flaunted my eating style to anyone. I just followed what in my head I believed to be healthy. There were times in the off season when I relaxed my eating a bit. Remember food? I'd splurge on certain things. My treats became my chocolate recovery drinks and my chocolate whey mix and bars. There was never ever a time where I'd have a desire to binge any of you food that my friends and family ate on a routine basis. Food, I hear all the time how you can be so complicated. But to me, it didn't seem complicated at all because it was so simple. I didn't care if you were organic or not. I was winning. I felt great training. I felt great racing. I was getting on podiums at the national level. So our relationship was win-win. You had a hold on me and I never even knew it. I became so quote unquote disciplined. I wouldn't even get anxiety when there wasn't a type of you I could eat. If we were at a restaurant or someone's house, I just wouldn't eat. Simple, huh? And that's when you started winning food. Simple meant limited choices and limited amount of calories. But food, guess what I've learned? I was misinformed. This isn't normal. And you know what? I've given you too much credit. Maybe I wasn't faster and winning because of you. Maybe it was me. Maybe it was my hard work and not my style of eating at all. So you see food, things have to change. I'm just starting this journey and know there are some super hard days ahead, but I'm going to have some people in my corner now that are going to help me. Help me realize I need a balanced plate, that I just can't eat the same two of you every single day. Food, you may have noticed, but I started reintroducing some of you that two weeks ago, I would have never let myself eat. One day, food, I will be able to eat you when I'm hungry, all of you, without any judgment at all. Get ready, because our relationship is about to change for the better. Love trying. Hey there, trying. Thank you so much for your note. And wow, what an amazingly tough journey you've been on so far with your relationship with food. I see that the blinders are coming off and what you thought was so simple and easy and straightforward is really, really messy, tangled up, and honestly, keeping you from you. I'm looking forward to talking to Robin Goldberg. She's a dietitian out of California. She's someone that I know has a lot of insight on the type of experiences you're having with food. So let's give her a call. Hi, Julie. Thanks for having me. Hey, Robin. It's so nice to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to uh, help me with this letter. Did you get a chance to read it? Yes. I have a lot to say about oh, uh, love, love trying. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I, I feel like trying is trying and that's trying. You know, <laughs> that word is so, yeah. so, so such a, a heavy word. Well, so when you read the letter, what was your general impression of what this letter writer is experiencing? 
Well, the, the first thing is, since this was her fourth and final baby, I, I, you know, she didn't reference what, you know, her feelings about her body image and, and food were like in the past. But, you know, the one thing, if, if she was sitting in front of me, I would have loved to initially have recommended, there's a book called, Does This Pregnancy Make Me Look Fat? And it's something I recommend to all my pregnant clients by Claire Misko and Amali Amade. And, you know, since she speaks about cutting, you know, fun foods or quote unquote unhealthy foods in, in little quotes mm-hmm. being, being disciplined and to, you know, you know, cut out these fun finger foods, think right off the bat, perhaps because this was her fourth and final pregnancy, maybe the food, food rules escalated. Yes, definitely. And then she spoke about, you know, starting this new fitness regime, which I think is so common for, you know, many people after they have a child or maybe they were, you know, they never moved in their life. And she spoke about running. And this was something that she was good at and started to compete and moved to the whole new level of the sport of triathlon, which I can relate to because I competed in, in six triathlons quite some time ago, which I retired from. And, and then she, you know, gets into the food rules of, you know, following this, you know, paleo inspired diet and, you know, basically how her body begins falling apart with these various injuries, you know, the couple stress fractures and other injuries, which she didn't specify. And she didn't want to blame the food, I think, because she was physically liking how, you know, she looked and that she perceived her performance was increasing. But, you know, really, I felt like, you know, from that get go, there, it takes me back to, you know, the earlier days I started my career, Ellen Coleman, who's a fantastic registered dietitian, who's well known in the sports nutrition area. Her, her book, it's called The Ultimate Sports Nutrition. She speaks about how eating disorders are the silent dilemma with injuries. And I see this time and time again, and how, you know, Ellen, you know, references that, you know, female athletes and just active women, they believe that, you know, by cutting out, you know, specific foods or food groups, essentially, that their, you know, performance will improve and their training. And it results in what, you know, Love Trying was talking about of stress fractures. She didn't talk about this part, but it's definitely will happen if it hasn't a decrease in energy, muscle wasting. And, and essentially, this is the clincher that the individual perceives that their performance becomes, you know, better, they're faster, they're more flawless, but eventually their body completely falls apart. Oh, yeah. You know, I notice that the further people get in their competitive sport, the more I see this, like, I don't see it as much in high school athletes. But once people go to college, or they're going further and further and getting more and more competitive, the more like, the injuries start to happen. And, and it's, I, I heard what you said, like how you said it was the silent something. I don't remember exactly what you said about like how injuries are the silent something for um, our eating disorders are. And, uh, you know, why is that? Why is it not so connected in the sports world? Well, I think, you know, sadly, coaches are always looking for what's going to give the individual more speed, this, this cutting edge. And, you know, as much as they might know it in their back park back pocket, I don't think they're putting it on the forefront. <clears throat> excuse me, of an issue that needs to be discussed. And I and I was a college tennis player, and then after going triathlon, I mean, I have athletes that come to see me that are moms and, and like this. And and within this, I can tell you, I mean, I did a talk last summer to sixty phys ed teachers and coaches all through Southern California, and this is exactly what you're referencing. Julie, because yeah, what Ellen Coleman spoke about is it's the silent dilemma. It's, you know, they know perhaps that their athlete is not menstruating. They might 
be having shin splints that starts out or they're having feet problems, but oh yeah, my hamstring's torn and the injuries begin to escalate and become more and more severe. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it stinks that people don't connect it so quickly. And it, it, it seems like this letter writer, it had to get further and further for her to notice, oh, maybe the food is a part of this. <laughs> yeah. Well, the interesting part is, you know, she was quote unquote rewarding herself on these, you know, recovery drinks that were chocolate or bars or occasionally the Lara bars or nuts. And, you know, although she realized that, you know, that there was an issue, she wasn't able to grasp that carbohydrates are the number one fuel that have this higher octane level of, of gasoline that's going to keep you moving. So mm -hmm. I think she was in this you know, really stuck in the web of her eating disorder that like, okay, I can survive on my lean protein, fruits and veggies and whatever food rules she had created, you know, via paleo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for someone like this letter writer, you know, what would you recommend for like some first steps towards, I mean, I want full food freedom for this, this letter writer, but like, um, yeah, what would you recommend are the, like, the first steps toward that? Well, so one of the things I think that would be really helpful for her is back in the 90s, now I'm dating myself here, when I started my career, there was a lovely book called The Tao of Eating by Linda Harper. And, you know, she gives this reference about a hummingbird and how this hummingbird has this like joyful, awesome relationship with, you know, flowers and, you know, nature and just, you know, flies and just, you know, takes nectar as you know we would for energy and whatever nectar's not in, ingested then the pollen drops from the body and, and and you know moves over so it pollinates the next flower and essentially you know this book talks about how you know hummingbirds are like the fastest bird and they consume more fuel than any other bird and translating that into this client you know how i would approach this because there's multiple layers is that of course, being able to understand just how this bird's able to live in food freedom, and we are all capable of this. Also, being able to learn how to let go of food rules and diets, and that was initially why I referenced the book by Claire Misko and you know Amali Amadeus. Does this pregnancy make me look fat? Because I feel like maybe it was this is my final you know pregnancy. I'm going for the you know the big hurrah of saying you know what our bodies all require you know, some carbohydrates, some protein and some fats. And it's really being able to pay attention to what my body needs. But as you know, a final being able to become re-educated versus influenced by diet culture and creating goals. I, I do this with all my clients, goals for your body, goals for your mind and goals for your soul. And that's actually what the Tao of Eating talks about. And you know, because it sounds like this person is armed with a lot of information, whether it be true or false, that she knows now something has to shift. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she kind of came to the fork in the road. And she's like, all right, I got to do something different, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I haven't read that book. That sounds like a really oh, good one. And if, a great book. She's yeah. a psychologist. And yeah, it came out in the 90s. And it's one of my foundation books that I love. It's armed with a lot of the ones that, you know, you and I discussed, but this is an important one for sure on the food piece syllabus. Awesome. I was to say, it, 
let's put it on there. And if you are a listener that is new to the podcast, the Food Peace Syllabus is our collection of resources like books and podcasts and Instagram accounts or videos or anything under the sun that we find helps to further cultivate a relationship with food that is, you know, more free. And you can get to the most recent list, uh, the most recent updated syllabus by going to juliedillonrd.com. And um, anything else that you want to add to it? Or do you feel like that that stands on its own? I mean, well, that stands on its own. And the other, you know, well, the, the book, definitely the pregnancy one for mm-hmm. moms that are in that, that place. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, I think with this gal, you know, if she's not someone who wants to create a treatment team, at least, you know, getting the support and guidance of, you know, whether it's a nutrition therapist or a therapist, someone that's in this arena who could guide her, because I think the internet can be a wonderful resource or a toxic place because it's not regulated. And that could take her down another rabbit hole with more conflicting information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think when our brain is totally like just inundated with diet culture, disordered eating. And, and it's like, I don't know, it's going to be hard to know what's going to be the safe direction unless a person does have a resource that's going to be like kind of like their life preserver or something, you know? And uh, certainly it, a person can't, I mean, I know people have recovered without a treatment team and um, I don't know, it'd be a lot easier if you had other people helping you. And I also think like no one should have to recover on their own, right? I mean, it, it's not something yeah, it's that people can. Place. Yeah, it's it's lonely and yeah. sometimes one have the means to do it. And as you've mentioned, between online communities and Instagram, that's where many people go that, you know, aren't fortunate enough to be able to afford seeing people in person or online mm-hmm. and yeah. such. You know, there was a um, one of our past guests on the Love Food podcast, Justice, Jessica Setnick. She talks a lot about how um, the organization she founded, the International Federation of Eating Disorder Dietitians, that they even have yeah. a scholarship. So if someone is looking for a provider and finds one, one that either works out because they're close by or they do virtual work that and if they can't afford it, that they do offer like a scholarship fund. So um, an eating disorder dietitian, I feel like is such it can feel like a luxury. But I know for you and me, Robin, we see how like it's a necessary part of recovery. So there's a link yes. in the show notes definitely for people to connect with um, that organization to see if they can find someone near them and maybe also get a, some kind of support for um I don't know, just being able to afford it. Definitely. And and I think it's it's um nice to be able to go onto the, you know, iFed, you know, website to be able to look, you know, for dietitians, whether they are in your area or if they're not, people that will do, you know, on you know, on Skype or that might not be too far away or phone sessions. I'm I'm actually the Los Angeles ambassador for iFed and for those listeners awesome. that don't know that is the International Federation of Eating Disorder Dietitians and oftentimes comes up like where we want to find someone in another state let alone a country so i think our our listserv is growing stronger and stronger and there's so much great conversation i think for anyone listening it would be a fantastic resource to have. De- definitely definitely worth it so um i really appreciate your insight and before we um sign off is there anything else that you want to add to it no so those those two books mm-hmm. and then um you know that that one part I had mentioned on the, you know, Ellen Coleman, just on the dinosaurs being the silent epidemic, um, or, but, but really, I think for clients, you know, also 
Nita. I don't know if, if that's, you know, been on the food syllabus before, but I think that might be helpful too because there's oftentimes, you know, support groups or places, you know, great resources that they do post on that as well. Definitely. The National Eating Disorder Association. Is that what it stands yes. for? Yes. yes. Awesome. We'll put that on there too. So Robin, thank you so much for your time and um, your expertise. And if someone wants to find out more about you, how can they find you? My website is www.askaboutfood.com. And my, and my Instagram is Robin with a Y, Robin Goldberg, R-D-N. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I, um, again, I appreciate your time and have a great day. Thank you so much, Julie. You too. So there you have it. Trying, I hope that helped. I hope it gave you some, I don't know, some things to try to help you to continue to move forward. I see that food is written back. But before we go... Our episode today was sponsored by my PCOS and Food Peace course, and enrollment has closed, but it will open up again this April. You can find out details and get on the wait list by going to PCOSandFoodPeace.com. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Love Food Podcast, I would love it if you could leave a rating and review. Doing so helps more people to connect with the show, and I appreciate anything you can do to help spread the word. All right. So food has written back, like I said, I'm looking forward to reading what food has to say. And until then, take care. Dear Trying, we are pleased to see you've gathered a group of people to help us make amends. We've been distant for far too long. We appreciate that your belief in rigid rules for us was a big lie, that healthy eating was meant to be controlled to be perfect. How you define healthy eating needs to change to promote that health. Using perfection as your guide will only bring disease and shame. Healthy eating includes pleasure, connection, and feeling at home in your own skin, no matter your size. We think you will experience improved performance and health just by letting your body decide rather than diets. We're glad we're healing. Love, food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.